0: I, I, I You're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh, uh, this shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. This shit is Trump-A-N-A-S. T-R-U-M-P-A-N-A-N-A-S.
1: What?
2: I don't know. I don't even know.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandi. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics. Like, we're talking about reality TV.
3: Happy Thanksgiving, Mamma. Happy Thanksgiving, Mamma. <laughs> Just fucking wow. Okay. This whole episode is supposed to be a bullshit pre taped evergreen Thanksgiving <laughs> episode, like every single other TV show, news show, podcast. But no. Nance Pelos. <laughs> Nance Pelos, Mamma. Retired. I cannot believe I cannot believe
1: (laughs) it was just what like two weeks ago where we were singing the praises of Nancy Pelosi and just Nancy Pelosi is a badass bitch we dedicated a whole podcast to her just because we felt that it was important that people just got on the train and then
3: she's gone
1: I mean she's still there but she's not the
3: leader I mean at least like the only thing getting me through is I'm like at least Bitch didn't die, okay? I and not know. only that, Trump in the same week bugged fucking on. Yep, bugged back. In an hour long thing about how he's gonna run again.
1: In a, what the media is calling a sleepy, boring, <laughs> um, whatever, 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 whatever. We watched it. We watched the whole thing. We're not gonna bore everyone with it, but we will say it was outrageous. He is insane. Everyone who follows him is insane. He said outlandish. A, 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 a repugnant, disgusting things, and uh, I don't know why. Just because apparently he wasn't yelling and making fun of um, paraplegic people, he's somehow subdued. When everything he's saying is literally like turds flying out of his mouth that are exploded with hairspray and and fucking and a lighter and a lighter. And he's and he's lying. He's lying. Oh my god. He's like just. He's back to. He's it's it's back to basics. Back to basics. But then Nance Pelosi's husband, Paul, got attacked. And I mean, it's just this whole thing is I can't, we can't believe it. And now here we are. And
3: it's Thanksgiving. Everyone seriously needs to fuck the fuck (laughs) on (laughs) off. If it wasn't for Anthony, K pop Anthony, and the goddamn life size Nance Pelosi, like, it's amazing. And you know what? The Nance Pelosi treats are still coming in. Mm -hmm. We got our. Uh, Our superhero, we got our Kamala Harris, oh, yeah, and mm-hmm. our Joe Biden, mm-hmm. and our Nance Pelosi superhero. Mm-hmm. So, those will be hung mm-hmm. over the door, mm-hmm. which goes out of the podcast drug den studio mm-hmm. into your backyard. Mm-hmm. But we're still getting more Nance Pelosi treats, and we are not fucking mad. Our sexy, curly girl Eshta, who moved Mamal from LA, you might recall, to Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Where all the good girls go to die, currently <laughs> run by a lesbo about That's to be, right. right?
1: Run by a lesbo. Yeah. The top 3 biggest jobs currently in Massachusetts in government right now are run by women.
3: Hmm. Eshta sent us 3 lady prayer candles, okay? Right after our fucking own harvest <laughs> oh, yeah, so good. It is so And she said in her note that she's had them all summer. Elizabeth Warren, right, mouth.
1: Elizabeth Warren, Nancy Pelosi, and Stacey
3: Abrams. She said she's had them all summer, <sighs> and our Nance Pelosi dream has been waiting because we actually... We have a different Elizabeth Warren prayer candle, but this is our first Stacey Abrams Mm -hmm. and our first uh, Nance Nance Palos. Well, she says,
1: Dear Julian Brandy, I've been holding on to these candles all summer. A friend of mine makes them and all proceeds go towards black voter registration outreach. As soon as I saw them, I knew they would be perfect for the drug den. But then Elizabeth Warren came to town and I had to give one to her and wait to get another for you. Can you imagine? (laughs) No. You get to fucking give one of these to her. But as a Double Diamond Patreon member, I knew that you were moving, so I thought I would hold off until you got your new space. Thank you for all the light, the comedy, and the sheer ferocity you bring to my life. Plus, you two are like a little thread linking me back to my Los Angeles home via podcast.
3: And she's like a thread linking us to Mass. I
1: know. It's weird. When you come to Boston, not just Massachusetts, but to Boston, I will be there. I cannot wait. Please burn these candles with peace and or rage, and may they bring good vibes. Good vibes, guys. Eshta, your devoted Western Massachusetts unofficial fan club captain. Western Massachusetts, bitch, are you in fucking Northampton? Or we love Amherst?
3: her to death. We love these candles. We love that she waited to bring us one for Elizabeth Warren. And real quick on the, on, I mean, on we why miss the opportunity after the double diamond Patreon? Double I diamond. I mean, the double diamond.
1: Patreon member.
3: We know the beginning can be an endless sales pitch for our Patreon. We get it. Okay. And that's obviously fucking gross. But listen, <laughs> don't hate the player, hate the game. Okay. It is what it is. We need money, right, my mouth. Yeah. And since we don't make any money on this podcast, mm-hmm. this one right here, mm-hmm. right here, mm-hmm. no money, no money, a little money. money. We'll no say a mo- little money. money. But, but listen, it's not a livable wage. No. It's not a. The dog
1: can't live but on. Uh, it. But I yeah. But I would say, just in in terms of full disclosure, it's not zero. But we will say, one would have to be on unemployment, have multiple one jobs.
3: Couldn't, one couldn't earn unemployment because it isn't <laughs> yeah, on the books. That's true. So too. it is a worthless. was said, uh, with love yeah. for the people who mm. you know tirelessly work to get us advertisers. Yes. Um, it's not their fault. No. I blame. I blame Kirsten Jizima. I blame Christian Jizima. I blame her too. We blame her. That's who we blame. She's a. F- mm. The the truth still stands, and that's we make no motherfucking money. That's so, right. And compared to the amount of work, so and I'm sure people have noticed, the work has gotten less and less and less, and it's dwindling and dwindling, and it will continue to dwindle. Yeah. And it's dwindling during this actual episode as well. We're both not even talking. This is a recording. <laughs> we're both asleep
1: i said blame we're both asleep yeah asleep and drunk and i said (laughs) (laughs) question we're both asleep right
3: now so you know if you want to fucking have our hearts and our effort you got to go to the patreon because you know what the truth is we're not even going to do this podcast (laughs) at all speaking of not talking my mouth we aren't going to be talking We're speaking on this podcast while we're in Antarctica. Isn't that right? That is correct. So (laughs) you should mark
1: it in your calendars, both of you who are listening, that we are taking two weeks off in December. We will not be doing the podcast between December 5th and 18th, I believe. So it's the first two weeks of December, basically. We will be be off. Or maybe it's the second two weeks. Whatever it is, for two weeks, we're going to be off in December because we're going on a cruise to Antarctica where we are going to have to do more and other work. It's the 6th and
3: the 13th. So okay. we will be here. The, we will do it the 20th. Yes. We will be here for you and your Christmas pleasures when you're fucking ripping your tree down <laughs> with all of its toxic energy and family toxins that are all over it. <laughs> so we will be here the last two weeks of December, which I highly doubt anyone will be doing fresh that, content. That's true. That's true. But for those first two weeks, nah, bitch. Nah, bitch.
1: Nah, bitch. (laughs) Nah, bitch. Now we're going to be in Antarctica.
3: And we ain't doing it. Why? Because we don't make no money. You want to (laughs) be transparent, but
1: bitch, we don't make no money. We're going to be on a ship crossing icebergs, and it's just not going to be possible. So there's just no way. I'm going to be hooked up to oxygen. Oh, I am too. Yeah. I'm going to be hooked up to oxygen. They're going to be like, do you want to go on a kayak? And I'm going to be like... (sighs) (laughs) I <laughs> and then that's what's up but the yes that's yeah see yeah so hopefully we're going to be able to kayak and play with dolphins not dolphins penguins <laughs> and see whales do their thing with the
3: tail in the air and all of it and what we're not going to be doing is crying because nance Pelosi is gone or worrying about fucking trump we're going to be with the penguins no. yep. and thus my mouth. The sales pitch.
1: <laughs> on Patreon.com, we do two extra podcasts a week. It's one dollar for one podcast and two dollars for two podcasts. They're both an <laughs> hour long, and there's no ads, and they're not about politics. And on this week's bonus Patreon, we did a drunken deep dive into our Antarctica ignorance. And I'm we're just gonna here's a little taste. Yeah, it's just a little taste. There's a, a little
0: taste, I need to go.
3: I love this Uh, whole entire fucking record. I loved it so much. And this song, I was like this, no, skip, and no. Oh, yeah. This has some good songs on it. Last night, I went to (laughs) Manchego.
0: It's not the cheese. Last night, I went (laughs) to Panguito. See the little birds in tuxedos. <laughs> there they were all cute and toe. chubitos. Chubitos. <laughs> they're so furry as little babies all eating fish
3: Are they furry? walking all. Are the they soft?
1: As babies. No what
3: about poofy. as adults? <laughs> I don't
1: know as adults. I've never touched a penguin. I don't think they're furry. They're no, but
3: as babies, they're so like they're puffy. Baby. We don't get to touch them as babies, but they're adults. When we're in, <laughs> when we're in oh. Antarctica, oh. and you're going to be like, La Isla Penguita, and you try to make love to them, they're going to be slick. They're going to be hardened and slick. So they'll be slick, but I think they'll be... S- will they'll they be, be really gruff, slick. or will they be soft? I think they'll be soft, but they will be furry. San Pedro, San Pedro
1: the
0: Penguin. So <laughs> my favorite young penguins called San Pedro. He walked up to me and said... Brrr. <laughs> oh, cr- I don't know the language of penguins, but I must think they brrr. I don't know what they are saying. I don't care because they're so cute. Give me a hug with your flipper wings. Oh cr- <laughs> Bring your whole family. I'll give you some little fish. Or do you eat like shrimp and chips? Oh, cr-
3: they like fish and chips? I don't know. I mean, Nacho looks, he's penguin energy. Where the
0: penguins will eat <laughs> the fish and chips with their families. poof Penguins <laughs> Poof-ey. are Poof-ey. slick and they're soft and they're nice. Do they have arms or do they have knives? Have, have knives. knives. <laughs>
1: So if you like that at all uh, There's a link to a free episode in the description Blurb of this podcast or go to Julianbrandy.com and you can see All the info on how to subscribe It's super easy once you Subscribe you can have our Patreon Podcast imported right into whatever podcast Player you use and they'll Just show up um, you know every week like A little toxic surprise you Don't even have to do anything I mean other than Pay <laughs> Okay, now it's time for our favorite segment, Nance Pelos is a badass bitch.
0: In my last one moves, dirty man, I back, that bad, that bitch bad as fuck, that bad as fuck, that bad as fuck, that bad as fuck, fuck. things that you could do, that bad as fuck,
4: that bad as fuck.
1: So hit. This is our long awaited and quickly retired segment called Nance Pelosi is a Badass Bitch. Over the last four years, we've become obsessed with the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. And what feels like the moment we gave her her own segment, the bitch up and decides to retire <laughs> because Republicans are low key terrorists.
3: Asshole, douchebag, racist, bottom feeding, lying fucking terrorists. Mm-hmm. So last week, the final results from the midterm elections came in and Republicans officially won control of the House of Representatives. It was at this time that Nance Pelosi announced her retirement as Speaker of the House. And although she can never retire from being a badass (laughs) bitch, we probably won't get many opportunities to dust off this segment again. And I am so fucking bummed out. I know. Me, too. So, we should definitely make this
1: one the best, just in case it's our last time. Well, I can
3: guarantee you that that's not happening. (laughs) Ring, ring. Hello? Dumb Gay Politics (laughs) Podcast, this is Julie. Oh, hi there. May I speak to your 14 listeners? Sure. Can I tell them who's calling? Yes, of course. It's you and me, and we're phoning (laughs) it the fuck in. Oh, you know what? (laughs) They all just left for the day. Oh, okay. Well, when do you think they'll be back? Um, I think they're probably gone for good oh no I guess that's for the best since there was only 14 of them anyway all right thanks for calling (laughs) okay bye have a great day I never know how to get off the phone I know (laughs) neither
1: um okay thank you so much I really appreciate
3: reminding me how terrible you're doing your job (laughs) Mm -hmm. and how all the people who were appreciating you doing your job are fucking leaving in droves because we're not doing our job well (laughs) I'm I'm plagued with the guilt of spending an entire day writing the podcast for Ruth Bader Ginsburg and not even spending an hour on this one for Nancy Pelosi. Well, this just feels like
1: it's in the bones. I mean, it's right there. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, the thing is, like... You're just so supportive, Memo.
3: <laughs> I think, like... I don't even like the gator like I love Nancy.
1: That's what I'm saying. So it should this now we're just talking. You have...
3: There's so many details that I could find out, like we did for the Gator, like I humanized her for myself and for you. We have, we have, we have details. No. We have details.
1: Well, we do. And the thing is that there is a a show already did it for us, which is the great (laughs) thing, which is where we're getting all of our information. And ultimately, you can press stop right now and go watch PBS's frontline, Pelosi's Power, because that will tell you everything you need to know. However- we hear what you're not gonna get uh on frontline and Pelosi's power is <sighs> true love that's right. um intense f- 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 uh, loyalty yeah um um the the love you have like for a parent or the
3: even like a hero like a she, she is you're also not gonna get the nuance right the the nuance of her she's doing it but if you're not reading and analyzing the nuance right. with love it's like understanding you gotta really the the. it is a wonderful front line I mean I am hooked on the show for sure and mm-hmm. I'm a fan from here on out and it is so fucking amazing mm-hmm. but they're not gonna give it like we give it because they're not giving it with love and, and Nancy Pelosi bitch plays she's private bitch
1: yeah she's private she's private yes she'll tell you how she feels about the work and the people and she's The amazing thing about her too is that we learned from that that show is that she's, you her she, uh, you know that saying like they wear their heart in their sleeve or whatever. It's not that she wears her heart on her sleeve because she's private and she guards her heart, but she's also very heartfelt in everything she does. So, you know what I mean? Like I, I feel her heart in her work and in her speeches Ac- and, her, and actions. her actions. I don't need her to cry on Instagram. I don't need her to do all this bullshit and this 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 these theatrics because she's acting and doing and when she speaks and when she talks about this shit, um she's being authentic and she is doing it with heart. And you here's what it is.
3: I got it okay. from what you said. Okay. She she does uh wear her heart on her sleeve but she very rarely um shows vulnerability. Oh, maybe that a vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. And so a lot of people, especially fucking men, and just of course the network news and just social media these days. It's like, you know, it's it's like virtue signaling, fucking hero complexes. Right. She just doesn't do it. She doesn't no. she doesn't when they lose It doesn't matter how many times Diane Sawyer wanted to bug the fuck up her nuts and be like, but you know what? Aren't you bruised? Aren't you bruised? And she's like, no, Diane, I don't have time. Get a fucking real job. Okay? I'm like, it's like, she's not going to sit there and fucking whine and cry. She's not.
1: No. She's, no, she ain't no victim. I'll tell you that. That was watching, that's a masterclass in watching a woman, particularly. A woman who's 80, by the way, a woman who had to deal with nothing but fucking sexist men her whole entire fucking life. And, I, and, I, and I'm sure she would say the same thing. And I'm sure she would say it with love. She has a husband. She has sons. She has grandsons. She loves men. Blah, blah, blah. So but you know, the bitch sat there and had to fucking deal with one of the first stories they tell the thing. She gets into the House of Representatives. She's sitting at a dinner with all the other congresspeople and all the men ignore all the women. And they talk about how hard it was to have their first child being born. And meanwhile, there's a bunch of women sitting there being like, we give fucking birth. And you're not even turning around and being like, what was it like for you? Like, can you imagine? No. And then AOC wants to come in and talk about she's not progressive enough. I can't. That's where I'll lose my fucking mind. Yeah. And we did. You better fucking get up there, shake her hand and say thank you and start learning
3: something. How about that? We've lost our minds from the very second AOC said that, which was from the very first second she was in office. And I granted she back back back, walked it back a little bit or whatever.
1: So I'm I'm so that's cool, but. I do not appreciate any progressive at all, anyone talking shit about Nancy Pelosi. And we have had many people come to us and talk shit yeah. about her and say she isn't progressive enough or whatever We enough. just had
3: one. Come up on our fucking email. right, Talking about their fucking notes. Talking about we're not fucking liberal enough and how dare we say it's okay for Nancy Pelosi, whatever. And it's like, the fuck out of my fucking face. <laughs> fucking amateur. <laughs> fuck out of here.
1: Nancy Pelosi made it possible for... I mean, it's she she is akin to me, to Gloria Steinem, to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, to um, Geraldine Ferraro, Geraldine Ferraro. She's the woman who paved the way. Other than Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she's more successful than. Yes, she's had the most power by far of any of them, of any of them, and made it and opened the pathways for other women and people of other ethnicities to to gain and and work within the power structure it's because of her so fucking take a seat and say thank you and just be quiet for a second and like and learn and learn your role okay and also learn how the process is done you don't it's like the thing like i would always tell you i would always have a thing with my dad my father was a surgeon and i was an asshole kid And I would yell at him and be like, "But medical testing is wrong!" And he would be like, "You're a fucking idiot," or whatever. But he never said that to me. He never said Mm you're fucking idiot, and Dad, for listening, I love you. He it was in the subtext, yeah. (laughs) And he was right, and that's right. And
3: so, (laughs) and you heard it
1: loud and clear, and I heard it loud and clear. And but at the same time, it doesn't. Here's the thing, and here is here's the thing. He isn't wrong, but neither am I. So, however, he is the one in power. And he understands how the process has worked. He said, do you like Advil? Do you like surgery? Do you like going to the doctor? Well, we had to suffer through all of these things in order for you to have that. And that's where he's right. Now, I can see that medical testing on animals is wrong. And it is wrong. It is. However, he isn't wrong either.
3: You know right. what I mean? And you're saying AOC is not wrong. And I'm and I'm. But, but she doesn't respect the process and it isn't cute.
1: Well, what I'm saying is that AOC. Well, AOC was wrong. But I think <laughs> that in, in that in this particular instance, what what she's not wrong about are her own beliefs. Yeah. So she's. Well,
3: she's idealistic. She's and idealistic
1: she's and she's young and she doesn't know how the fucking process works. Now, you can go in
3: and try and change the process. But you don't even know how the fucking process works. Just don't come in here as a freshman squad and bug up my notes. Like, do you even go here? I'm a senior. Like, I'm class president. It's not cute. Sit on down. And everybody knows it's not cute and nobody likes that. Nobody likes when, you know, someone gets a new girlfriend or boyfriend in the family and they bug on on Thanksgiving try to come and run and right. shit. It's like, bitch, who are you? Right. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. Like, I mean, I hate to say it, but let's say allegedly like someone in our
1: family who decided that he <laughs> was going to talk shit to my mother and... Now has ruined
3: the family dynamic. And if you want to hear more about that, you're going to have to join our Patreon <laughs> podcast. Now, I want to say that, Mamam. I'm going to get in so much trouble. Her father was the um, mayor of Baltimore. Right. Um, we really do highly recommend this documentary on Frontline because I just want to tell you guys that the first fucking line of the documentary, it's it's not... So It's not from us, so I'm not going to take credit for it, but Nancy Pelosi grew up in a house where power was like running water and electricity. Quote, from the day she was born, she learned how to seek power, hold on to power, and use power. Mm. And if anyone remembers, when we interviewed Eric Swalwell, Mm -hmm. we asked him what Nancy Pelosi smells like.
1: And he said power. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: I mean- you she grew up in a house where power was like running water and electricity we saw um they did a portrait of her fam- of her family right um she was on the front page of the Baltimore no- newspaper the day she was born mm-hmm. and then they did this portrait of her family i think when her dad her dad got something huge and they did a portrait but she everyone else in the family is in black she has Five brothers. Mm -hmm. She is the youngest child, and every single child older than her is a boy, Mm -hmm. and there are five of them. Mm -hmm. She's the only girl. She's in the center of the portrait, and she's in all white with, like, a white headpiece like she's an angel, and she's gazing at her dad like he's hung the moon, Mm -hmm. and the dad isn't even looking at her, Mm -hmm. and that is just important to every single thing that you ever hear or think about her and the next most important thing is that we have a podcast from years gone called Nancy Pelosi's Arms, an episode. <laughs> that's right. Okay? Because uh-huh. that's how fucking polar she is. She mm-hmm. had her goddamn 80-year-old arms out and a sexy fucking dress at, like, the Democratic mm-hmm. National Convention or something, I think, mm-hmm. in my mouth, like, mm-hmm. when they won the house back. When right. She was like, let's go, bitches. And what we learned on this Frontline doc is that she wears – four inch stiletto heels every single day to this day and she's 80 four inch stilettos i know women like over 50 who are scared to get on heels because they're like i feel like i'm gonna stumble oh four inch stilettos that's probably keeps her in good shape
1: yeah you know i always thought about i told told you this a few months ago i've thought about investing in a pair of heels and (laughs) working out in them here alone never going out in public but working out in heels yeah because heels are like a whole to do. Yeah, cuz they're a whole to do and they'll make your
3: legs like really tone up. And she's walking around in 4-inch he- stiletto heels. Yeah. It's so <gasps> It's crazy. She's an icon, she's icon. an icon. Mm-hmm. So we watched the entire mm-hmm. retirement speech. Yes. It was it was only 15 minutes. She didn't belabor the issue. She didn't, she didn't Trump on. Nope, she didn't Trump on.
1: She didn't Trump on. She didn't She's just not looking for um
3: For like, "Mm." she doesn't need validation. She doesn't need adoration. She doesn't need adulation, and she doesn't. She doesn't need a clout chase because she has clout. Right. She done been having it. She doesn't chase anything. She doesn't need anything from anyone. She Mm -hmm. fucking owns. She owns. She's the owner. (laughs) She's the owner. I love it so hard. I mean, I am Mm. like pretty proud of myself. I just glanced at the drug den bulletin board and I landed on Eshta and I just feel it's a sign. I feel mm. it's a sign. Mm-hmm. I I I'm proud of myself for not having been a wreck over this. I you told mm. me mm-hmm. that she announced her retirement when mm-hmm. it was last week and was within minutes mm-hmm. and I was just like fuck, man. And I just we're trying to hold on to Hakeem Jeffries and yeah. that's what we're doing and he's running. Um, he, 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 no one's challenging him so. Next week, we will be doing a full celebration and deep dive of Hakeem Jeffries. We couldn't be happier. Nancy Pelosi is the first and only woman ever to be Speaker of the House. And Hakeem Jeffries will be the first person of color to ever lead at any, like, congressional
1: leadership role. And by the way, she's facilitating that. That's right. And that is important to, like,
3: (laughs) I mean, it's, it's just, again she's facilitating that. And next week, when we do the deep dive in Hakeem Jeffries, we will be playing for the third time in the history of this podcast, <laughs> his speech <laughs> to her, which was not even that long ago. That was like 2018, mm-hmm. right? Like, and literally, we've played it two other times yep. because we love it so much. We mm-hmm. love him. We love that speech. Yep. And they... She anointed him yeah. and a, as she should because he's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. and And it's the only... And she even knew that's even part of her ownership. She even knew that's the only way anyone could let go. You know what I mean? He's so talented. He's so great. It's still history. It's Mm going to be continuing to be history. And it's the only thing getting us through because we're sad.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: So we're going to play the speech, right, Mamau? Yeah. And um, we're going to people's couch it and interrupt it because that's what you do when you don't prepare anything that's what you do when you talk about the politics like you're talking about reality
1: tv well that is that that's how that's how it is we're really going back to the to the
3: roots you know just remember four inch stilettos
4: motherfuckers okay four inch stilettos thank you madam speaker madam speaker as we gather here we stand on sacred ground the chamber of the united states house of representatives the heart of American democracy. I will never forget the first time I saw the Capitol. It was on a cold January day when I was six years old. My father, Thomas D'Alessandro Jr., was about to be sworn in for his fifth term
1: in Congress. May is her maiden or whatever name. Her, yeah. Her real name. That's her name. Yes, <laughs> her name. Right? And in, in the documentary that we watched, I think it was Rahm Emanuel, or one of the people talking about her said that... Nancy Pelosi when she when she's in uh, in the job as speaker or whatever she's really being Nancy Del- she's Delisandro she's more Sandra than she is
3: Pelosi yeah So yeah. like that love it and I love that last name mm-hmm.
4: love it it's representing our beloved hometown of Baltimore I was riding in the car with my brothers and they were thrilled and jumping up and down and saying to me Nancy look Nancy look there's the Capitol," and I Keep every time I'd say I don't see any capital. Is it a capital A, a capital B, or a capital <laughs> C? And finally, I none of the Republicans
3: went. No, yeah, no. It was not. only half. It was the room was only half full, even though it looked full, because all the Democrats were there. None mm-hmm. of the Republicans went.
1: They're such so fucking assholes.
3: A stunning white building. And Eric Swalwell had his little beautiful, yes, gorgeous daughter, which right. was great. Yep. And Adam Schiff. He used to be Hollywood, he's West Hollywood, he's Adam Schiff, but he's just Burbank,
4: he's all Burbank to us now. <laughs> With a magnificent dome, I believed then as I believe today, this is the most beautiful building in the world because of what it represents. The Capitol is a temple of our democracy, of our constitution, of our highest ideals. On that day, <clears throat> P.S. Adam Schiff lives in
1: I know. I wonder if he lives in, or around here.
4: <laughs> I wonder if he does mm. Got to live in the hills, bitch. Mm-hmm.
3: It's
4: Nancy Pelosi's on time, guys. On that day, I stood with my father on this floor as he took a yeah. sacred oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. All of us who have served in this house have taken the hallowed oath of office, and it is the oath that stitches us together in a long and storied heritage. Colleagues who served before us are all our colleagues. Colleagues like Abraham Lincoln, Daniel Webster, Shirley Chisholm, Um. Patsy Mink, and our beloved John Lewis. Personally Mm -hmm. it binds me as a colleague to my father a proud Aww. New Deal with congressman mm. and one of the earliest Italian Americans to serve in the Congress. And this is an oath we are duty bound to keep. And it links us with the highest aspirations of the ages. I just have to say, her dad
3: was the mayor of Baltimore. Then he went on to be in the House, like she said. Mm-hmm. She met her. She's like, you know, of that age where you meet, get married. She met her husband, Paul Pelosi, the one who recently got attacked by some MAGA fucking moron, and um, they moved to San Francisco. Her husband's in finance, and she had five <laughs> kids in six years. Mm. And then the the documentary said she never lost. She always wanted to go. Her mother always wanted to go to law school, and her mother was just of the generation where you just the dad the fathers. Would, yeah, he said she, he, she he shouldn't do it. Yeah. So that always bugged Nancy Pelosi, I'm sure, even though I guess she didn't resent her father like I resented mine. (laughs) Um, But um, she she always wanted to get in politics, and then she did, and the thing was that she took that thing of having five kids in six years, and it's just, uh, again, like having power in your house, like running water, like that is something that, I mean, the thing to worry about is if you're a Republican after you had five kids in six years. That's the thing to worry about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like mm-hmm. she really you. That's when you say you feel the love and what she does, because that's yeah, the love of a mother she, who understands. And yeah. And every time I see her, I just feel like when she talks about
1: the children, the children like there's Republicans say that bullshit all the time. Family. I mean, they're the ones that created that family values, traditional values, the, oh, the children, you know, but it just rings untrue. There's something, you know, but when she s- says that stuff, I I believe it. I believe her because of all the, of what she has done. That's why. She was walking with LGBT rights. She's walking with women for, fe- you know, call it what you want, ERA or whatever, feminism, blah, 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 blah. She did diversity and civil rights and all that stuff. She's doing that stuff. Republicans don't do that. They don't. They don't do it. And she does it. And not to mention she has five kids. Paul Pelosi gets super rich. So now they're really rich. which So you'd think they should be Republican. But And she doesn't need to work. And she doesn't need to work, but she wants to work because she wants to serve and she wants to help and she wants to whatever. And when
3: she started in San Francisco, it was not fucking what it is now. It was not Silicon Valley. It was not the most expensive city. Mm And it was poor everyone's dying of fucking AIDS There's gay people everywhere right. It was fucking like it was like an inner city type of energy like New York you know what I mean right it was not like this
1: it's the heyday of the 80s yeah and, yeah exactly the height of AIDS yeah where she was when she was representing those people and you know that she's going in during this time too fucking if you're talking to people with AIDS at that time you're also being pushed aside and you know yep. nobody would touch anyone with AIDS nobody would you know what I mean? Yeah. And she's going in there and do, it's just I you cannot discount that you just can't. You
3: cannot that ha, you have to look at her history of service. And we have had a lot of people over the years since we started this podcast be critical of Nancy Pelosi. Mm-hmm. She wasn't liberal enough and we're not fucking here for it. And P.S. She was the only person who made us care about the formula situation <laughs> when she's like
4: the, baby's in the, oh, yeah, the like, babies. the formula. Like we'd be like, mm, OK, right. we care. Nancy. <laughs> In this room, our colleagues across history have abolished slavery, granted women the right to vote, Mm. established Social Security and Medicare, offered a hand to the weak, care to the sick, education to the young, and hope to the many. Indeed, it is here, under the gaze of our patriarch, George Washington, in the People's House, that we have done the people's work. My colleagues, I stand before you as Speaker of the House, as a wife, a mother, a grandmother, a devout Catholic, a proud Democrat, and a patriotic American, a citizen of the greatest republic in the history of the world. I believe her. I believe her. I believe her. I'm sorry that I don't believe the pieces of shit that went in and shit on the halls that day
3: who are probably catholic. And so who, who are exactly? Lincoln
4: called the last best hope on earth. Indeed, in the words attributed to another of our colleagues, the legendary Daniel Webster. Indeed, I want to start he saying, said, saying that more. Hold on my friends to the constitution of your country and the government established under it. Miracles do not cluster. That which has happened but once in 6,000 years mm-hmm. cannot be expected to happen often. Indeed, American democracy is majestic, but it is fragile. Many of us here have witnessed its fragility firsthand, tragically, in this chamber. And so democracy must be forever defended from forces that wish it harm.
3: Last week- And I have to say in the documentary they go over this all January 6th, and we weren't really even like, it was at the end of it, what was it, an hour and a half? Mm -hmm. It was at the end and we were just kind of like, It's the most recent shit, and we just don't really. We we weren't as invested as we were in the stuff we didn't know, Mm -hmm. but they said that she, you know, that shows it shows some horrendous. it, It shows the actual footage of them chanting Nancy and how long and long and long and long they chanted that for, and how they ripped the sign down. And I mean, it was a long time. It wasn't just. Three Nancys like, oh Nancy! You know it was uh, over and over and over, and it was a huge crowd, and they were chanting it, and they were walking through the halls, and they were looking for her. And in this documentary, um, it kind of seemed like she was the only single person in the entire building that wasn't scared. I think the security probably wouldn't allow it, but I have a
1: sneaking suspicion she was walk out there. Yes, yeah, I do. It's the I vibe had, that they gave in the documentary. I have and a we didn't even discuss it. Yeah, I have a suspicion that she. Felt that she wanted to walk out in that hallway and go, yeah. Yeah. What do you want to do? What do you want? What are you going to do? You're not going to do shit. Yeah. And you proved you
3: didn't do fucking
1: shit. You fucking losers.
3: And remember when I said, if only they had, she had been able to go out there they would have attacked her or they would have d- wouldn't have would have done anything. They either would have been pussies or they would have been attackers. And then we would know for sure. But right. instead, nothing. And now it's like, oh, it doesn't matter. doesn't right. matter. Doesn't, That's right. what it's like. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's like, right. she, I'm sure she didn't want to confront them. I think she did. And I think she would have taken whatever assault mm-hmm. in order to be like, see? Yep. And th- you're right. I never thought they wouldn't let her out there. But I know that when everybody was hiding and huddled, that she walked in the room and was like, okay, we're going to go vote. And they were like, wait, what? No, we're scared. And she's like, oh, no, we're going to go fucking certify <laughs> yeah. this goddamn president. Yeah. We're going to do it motherfucking right now. And everyone's like, huh, OK, Nancy. Yeah. And they all went and did it. <laughs> and it was all because she was like, let's go. Yeah. And she didn't, wasn't scared.
1: No, she wasn't. Or at least she was. If she was scared, she was defiant. And
3: that's the thing. Because she's not going to show vulnerability.
1: And yeah. She will and, not she, be and she will also not be owned. No, nope, because she's the owner. That's right, and if you want to fuck and you want to deal with, if you want to go in a fight with her, she might lose, but she will not fucking go down without a fight, and that is to me the biggest thing. Yeah, that's and that's like some John Lewis thing. shit. That is some Run John. L- that's John, John Lewis, Lewis shit, and for women particularly, like that's the lesson learned right there. Like you want to fucking. You want to threaten me? You want to make me, you want to coerce me? You want to make me feel like nothing? You want to fucking come and threaten me physically? Go ahead.
3: They'll never own her, even if they beat her up. They wouldn't own her. Oh, and they don't exactly. own her
4: now. Exactly. <laughs> American people spoke and their voices were raised in defense of liberty, of the rule of law, Funny thing is, and of democracy poor itself. They're loser, tragic fools. <laughs> with garbage. <laughs> She's like rich and privileged in her whole life. And she take looks out for people like that, yeah. And they don't even know it, you know. Idiots. With these elections, the people stood in the breach and repelled the assault on democracy. They resoundedly rejected violence and insurrection, and in doing so gave proof through the night yeah. that our flag was still there.
1: I mean so kind of. It is there. It's there, but it's still bad. It's a flag.
3: (laughs) Yeah,
4: I don't have a great feeling about it. I love when she does that laugh. (laughs) (laughs) And now we owe to the American people our very best to deliver on their faith, to forever reach for the more perfect union. You think she's sad? The glorious horizon that our founders promised. The questions before this Congress and in this moment are questions about the <laughs> well, ideals that this House is charged by the Constitution to preserve and protect establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Our posterity. Children. Our children, <laughs> babies born today will babies. live into the next century, and our decisions will determine their future for generations to come. You think she's like While Chuck, we will shoes. have our disagreements <laughs> on <laughs> policy? We must remain fully committed mm. to our shared fundamental mission, to hold strong to our most treasured democratic ideals, to cherish the spark of divinity in each and every one of us, and to always put our country first. In their infinite wisdom, our founders gave us their their guidance, e pluribus unum, from many one. They could not have imagined how large our country would become Mm. or how different we would be from one another, but they knew we had to be united as one. We the people, one country, one destiny. It's been with great pride in my 35 years in the House, I have Mm -hmm. seen this body grow more reflective of our great nation, our beautiful nation. Mm
3: -hmm. such a big deal that she got to be the Speaker Mm -hmm. of the House, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. such a huge, huge deal. She's third in line for the presidency, a woman. When I
4: came to the Congress in 1987, there were 12 Democratic women. Now they're over 90. And we want more. <laughs>
1: I believe she'll get some more before she's done.
4: They're giving her a standing ovation. Oh, I feel so sad. I feel like
3: Hillary Hillary Clinton didn't win the way everyone else felt, but not yeah. me. I feel like that's <laughs> happening to me now.
4: <laughs> I hate it. She's not gone, the though. The new members of our Democratic caucus will be about 75% women, people of color, and LGBTQ. And, and, and we LGBT- have brought more <laughs> voices to the decision-making <laughs> table. Yeah. When I entered leadership, in 2002, there were eight of us. 20 years. Today, there are 17 members of the leadership. When I first came to the floor at six years old, God. she never would I Eric thought Someday maybe. I would go from homemaker <laughs> to house speaker. Crazy. In fact, I never... <laughs>
1: Absolutely insane. She should be an inspiration for every fucking human being
4: alive. In fact, I never intended to run for public office. Mommy and Daddy taught us, through their example, that public service is a noble calling, and that we all have a responsibility to help others. And-
3: One thing it said in that doc was that um, she in Baltimore, I guess everything's Democrat, like mm-hmm. I don't know if that's still how it is or whatever, but her whole family and just all of all of like the state legislature or the city government or whatever the fuck, so because Baltimore is what Maryland is the whole mm-hmm. state. Blue. Blue, whole thing. Mm -hmm. So then she moves to San Francisco and obviously California's Democrat and San Francisco being the most liberal of all the liberal. Mm -hmm. And so it's said that she, when she became speaker, she couldn't fucking handle these dick fuck Republicans and their fucking reindeer games because she had never known from fucking Republicans or whatever. Even when maybe when, just when she went to the house, she just wasn't used to a Republican opposition and she was ready to fucking like take them to the floor and drag them to hell so we're going to play the clip from the documentary and i, I think she might have been the one who started the very aggressive combative mm. narrative i think maybe there was a combative nature and a very seedy underbelly and a bunch of lies as we know with dick cheney happening behind the scenes right and i think she brought it to the forefront and was like they're fucking liars oh, and they're yeah. crooks right and she was the person who shed light on the fact that Dick Cheney and them were absolute, utter, fucking horrific crooks. And that is who she's talking about in this clip. My mom.
1: And I just want to say that we pulled this also because this was however many years ago, and she knew even then that the Republican Party, and even, and she could never have even imagined what it's turned into. And this is how she was talking about it then. So I love that because we all know that the Republicans, since Nixon, are a steaming pile of lying shit. Yeah.
4: You have called your Republican colleagues right. immoral, corrupt. You say they're running a criminal enterprise. Well, actually, when I called them those names, I was being gentle.
0: <sighs> there are much
4: worse <laughs> things I could have said about them. <sighs> she yeah, learned the rapists. Her politics in Baltimore. Republicans were irrelevant. You do not need to worry about the Republican Party in Baltimore. Then she moves to San Francisco. You don't need to worry about Republicans very much if you're going to be a politician in San Francisco. It is a Democratic game.
2: When it came to Republicans in Washington, she saw a stark clash of values. As she made clear in interviews with Frontline over the years,
4: Well, I think it should say something about the the, uh, right-wing, ideological, anti-government attitude of the Republicans. I mean... Clean air, clean water, food safety, public safety, public education, public health, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security. They do not believe in the public role. They don't believe... Bless their hearts. They do what they believe. They act upon their beliefs, and they do not believe in this. In helping people, it is... That, if, if anything is ever
1: said ever again, even on this podcast, okay, if anything, if any pundit, if any TV show, if anyone should say anything about anything in the in the world of politics, it is that sentiment of what she just said. In fact, not just the sentiment, the words of what just came out of this, that bitch's mouth. Yep. Okay. The right wing ideological Republicans do not believe in public government as a, as a as an arm of um, public anything, and that is the foundation of the Republican Party, and that yeah, they're a crime syndicate.
3: I mean, I, I, it's but she, they were born of religion, which is born supposed to help the, those less exactly. fortunate.
1: She fucking summed it up so hard there, I can't even live with myself. And that was okay? back;
3: that was t- over twenty years ago. That Amazing. was maybe that was two thousand six or something. It yeah. was it was so long ago. The the level of filth flarm mm-hmm. filth <laughs> that rose up during Obama, yep, to then only give birth to Trump, yep. and now the filth, flarm filth doesn't even cover the fucking polluted <laughs> streets and air, which which we all live. Yep, I mean, yep, That's our right. baby daughter Ryder can't even go to school without the maggots infesting every yep. single school board. The the way this. The, the milk has turned. The milk has turned. And bitch was calling it back in the Cheney days when you, nobody was willing to call it. Yeah. Oh,
1: oh, she was standing up to talk about truth to power. She was truth to powering it. Fucking shooting her p- truth to power all over Washington, D.C. Yeah. No one was doing that. No one. No one. And certainly no woman.
3: No woman. And no. She had Rush Limbaugh fucking jerking off and punching himself every oh, night. Yes, exactly.
1: Jerking off and punching himself every night. And she had to fucking put up with him and then sit there at Trump's inaugural, whatever speech and give fucking Rush Limbaugh the Medal of Freedom. And she had to sit there and watch that and just be. And they thought they were, you know, they were, they were, he would have done anything to belittle her. He, Trump would have fucked her yep. in front of everyone oh, if, they he, gang if he could have. If have. If it was back in the Yeah, oh, please. Oh, if they could have, they would have. But they couldn't. So all the best they could do is give Rush Limbaugh the medal. And then Rush Limbaugh died.
3: And you know what Nancy Pelosi did? She ripped up the speech.
1: (laughs) She ripped up the speech. Right behind Trump's back. Because she will never be
3: fucking one-upped. And she's the owner. Owner. I am the owner. Yeah. The bill of sale is here. (laughs) It resides in my pocketbook. Because that's what she calls her purse. The pocketbook. Doesn't she? I love that.
1: So does Phyllis. (laughs) Of course. I've, I've never known
4: a purse. I've only known a pocketbook. All the best ladies do the pocketbook. Love it. It's been my privilege to play a part in forging extraordinary progress for the American people. I have enjoyed working with three presidents, achieving historic investments in clean energy with President George Bush.
3: She probably liked Bush and hated Cheney.
4: (laughs) Transformative health care reform with President Barack Obama.
3: That's true. You got that fucking Obamacare, (laughs) bit. She made that happen,
4: <laughs> <laughs> and forging and forging the future from infrastructure to healthcare to climate action with President Joe Biden.
3: She's like we're Catholics, woo! <laughs> Married Paul and Joseph, or what's it called? The Saint Mary, the Holy Ghost,
4: and the mother oh, yeah. and or whatever. Mary
1: Jesus. <laughs> And and Joseph?
4: Joseph? Now we must move boldly <laughs> into the future, grounded by the principles that have propelled us this far and open to fresh possibilities all I can do is for laugh, the future. I can't take this. Mm-hmm. Scripture teaches us that this for everything, We're gonna fuck the there is a season, <laughs> a time for every purpose under heaven. Out. My friends, no matter what title you all, my colleagues, have bestowed upon me, speaker, leader, whip, there is no greater official honor for me than to stand on this floor and to speak for the people of San Francisco. This I will continue to do as a member of the house, speaking for the people of San Francisco, serving the great state of California and defending our constitution. And with great confidence in our caucus, I will not seek reelection to democratic leadership in the next Congress. For me, the hours come for a new generation to lead the Democratic caucus that I so deeply respect. Mm.
3: Now, real quick, the Hakeem Jeffries thing is on the 30th. We are uh, obviously always late with this podcast every week. Um, We could potentially wait, potentially, like Meredith. we could potentially
1: and brutalize my family. (laughs) Don't
3: do that, Lisa.
1: Mm. I know
3: we could potentially wait till Wednesday the 30th to get all of Hakeem's but I don't know if the election will happen that day I'm
1: going to engage in that (laughs) when Hakeem Jeffries goes
3: I'm going to engage not disengage we don't know if he'll do a speech on the 30th we're definitely going to do a whole thing with with him yep
4: and I'm grateful that so many are ready and willing to shoulder this awesome responsibility madam speaker Standing here today, I'm endlessly grateful for all of life's blessings. For my democratic colleagues, whose courage and commitment with the support of your families have made many of these accomplishments possible. In fact, could not have been done without you.
1: For my dear husband,
4: Paul, who has been my beloved partner in life and my pillar of support, thank you. We're all grateful for all the prayers and well wishes as he continues his recovery. Thank you so much.
3: She's not going to cry. She's not going to nope. do it. She's not going to do it.
1: I hope that guy gets <laughs> murdered and raped in prison. You too. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> do that to an 80-year-old
3: man. You know he's like Pop Pop, Pelosi, somebody's grandpa, Somebody's yep. dad. fucking dick.
1: I mean, he stood by Nancy Pelosi for 50 years, you know the guy's gotta be fucking awesome.
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. They're still clapping. Still clapping. Hakim's right there, fucking yes, bitch. Love it.
4: <laughs> for our darling children, Nancy, Corinne, Christine, Jacqueline, Paul, and Alexandra, and our grandchildren, Alexandra and Madeline, Liam, Sean, and Ryan. Paul and Thomas, Bella and Octavio, they are the joys of <laughs> our God. lives. For whom we These um, are, the joys we are of so our very, life. very proud of them. And Alexander, a to there's us a Delisandro this in every
3: yeah everyone. <laughs> They're doing another standing ovation to the grandkids, and she's doing the little laugh in my mouth. I hear it. I hear it. But you're supposed to do it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and for my brilliant dedicated and patriotic staff under the leadership of terry mccullough together working together the finest group of public servants the house has ever known thank you why are we not overstaffed? staff i'm jealous of that too (laughs) i I
1: mean we just couldn't hack it we'd get fired within a day
3: so inappropriate i'd be late we'd mess stuff up oh my god why
1: is this filed i don't know i'm sorry
4: no. <laughs> and again, for those who sent me here, for the people of San Francisco, for entrusting me with the high honor of being their voice in Congress. A lot of you guys are doing In this bags, continued work, did us right I will strive to honor the call of the patron saint of our city, Saint Francis. Lord, make me an instrument of Thy peace. And she loves
3: the city. I can't take it. I'm so in this house. I'm sad. I'm so we begin each
4: day with a prayer and a pledge to the flag. And every day I am in awe of the majestic miracle that is American democracy. As we participate in a hallmark of our republic, the peaceful orderly transition from one Congress to the next, let us consider the words of again President Lincoln, spoken during one of America's darkest hours. He called upon us to come together to swell the chorus of the Union, when once again touched, as surely they will be, by the better angels of our nature. That again is the task at hand. A new day is dawning on the horizon, and I look forward, always forward, to the unfolding story of our nation, a story of light and love, of patriotism and progress, of many becoming one and always an unfinished mission to make the dreams of today the reality of tomorrow. Thank you all. May God bless you and your families, and may God bless, continue to bless our veterans and the United States of America. Thank you all so much.
1: Thank you, Nancy.
3: Now it's time for So There's That. All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a So There's That moment that's happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea-toilet Republicans, and the ignorant Facebook Fox News army that follows them. She hates doing it because half of the country are members of a morally bankrupt right-wing cult and the rest of us are self-righteous, virtue-signaling hypocrites. And we are so evenly divided that no significant legislative change can ever happen other than apparently women losing our fucking rights. (laughs) But alas, we have decided to look ahead to Hakeem Jeffries' And all of the future leaders who are going to take our country back from the CrossFit freaks who have hijacked
0: it—is
3: <laughs> there a smidgen of so? There's that hope to be gleaned from this memo. Well,
1: as it's just a few days before Thanksgiving, uh, I did have a whole thing written and ready to go on the cuddling of turkeys. <laughs> and you had
3: it last week as well that I that I said that I nixed.
1: Yeah, yeah. so
3: it got nixed again. <sighs>
1: fucking we're pulling um we're now changing directions and i am going to save all of the cuddling of the turkeys for the patreon so once again (laughs) if you want to hear about cuddling turkeys you better go to the patreon i'm
3: hearing a massive flight and exit from the (laughs) patreon
1: (laughs) Ooh. well with that said another day another shooting at another gay club A fat ass incel piece of shit went into Club Q in Colorado Springs and shot like 25 people and killed four of them. He went ahead and bought his crusty rotted fat ass a semi-automatic rifle legally because for whatever reason, the bomb threat he made to his mother in the house that he lived in where he was dressed in full tactical gear and the police came and he was arrested and there's video of it. That was all just forgiven.
3: Let go. Forgotten. And don't forget charged with kidnapping Uh, because when you hold someone mm -hmm. in their home, uh with the threat of not leaving because you're going to blow them up with the bomb. That's called kidnapping.
1: Yeah, but no one cared. It was fine. We just, they went just went, pa-pa-pa-pa. um and they just were like,
3: yeah, forget it. It's fine. Let's just put it away. And they sealed yeah, the record. A stupid fucking piece of shit. Mother didn't <laughs> press charge on a stupid fucking piece of shit ass. Yeah, So she can fucking blame herself, too. And parents are going to have to fucking be held accountable for their stupid shit, fucking piece of shit, fucking kids. (laughs) I mean, I hate to say it, but this,
1: I mean, just that act alone, she should be at least manslaughter. I mean, he wouldn't have been able to have gotten a gun had she not... A, pressed charges and B, gotten the record sealed. So he went, gotten a background check and the background check didn't show anything because the stupid fucking dumbass mother had the record sealed and didn't press charges or whatever. So fine. So okay, he, he was able. To, oh, so then. All right. And he changed his name. So now he's able to get a semi automatic rifle of which he bought legally because <laughs> gun rates. <laughs> and he went up and shot up a gay club in Colorado Springs. Now, You might ask me, why are we even talking about this? There can't possibly be a silver lining here. Why didn't you talk about the fucking turkey cuddling? And uh, though that's a good point, this is all hideous and horrendous. And though in general, I also just want to say, just for my own transparency, I don't believe in the death penalty, but I do believe that certain people should be put to death. At the hands of perhaps the mother of one of these kids that was killed or a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a husband or a wife, I can assure you if it were me and I'm not saying it's good or bad. And this does fall somewhere in the ethically challenged. I'm pretty sure I could kill him. I'm pretty sure if my watched somebody I loved shot or if I was at a thing and somebody came in and did what he did and somebody said, I'm going to put you in a room and here's your weapon of choice. Like in that Korean movie. Yeah. I think I could do it. I truly, truly believe that I could do it. Well, it
3: is the official, uh, belief of this podcast and stance that if somebody goes in to a group, does a mass shooting in a, uh, racially, or uh, they love to say bias in, right. in, a, in a hate crime of any sort with a clear manifesto posted right. on a manifesto, uh, social mm-hmm. media website entitled fucking Facebook. And then there are, over 20 eyewitnesses (laughs) to the individual Uh mass shooting people on the basis of hate and racism and discrimination, they should be put to death as they put others to death Mm -hmm. that they gave others the death penalty. And there is no other course of action as they took it into their own hands to take other people's life for no reason, except their own belief. And if there's eyewitnesses everywhere and a manifesto on the shittiest social media site ever created, <laughs> you can go ahead and go down. <laughs> yeah. Now, there are some people in the
1: world that I believe, and in addition to that, I want to say that, the you know, there are some people in the world I believe cannot be rehabilitated, and a person such as this guy in Seldrick is one of them. Jared Polis, the gay governor of Colorado, got rid of the death penalty in 2020. So until and unless the federal government makes mass shootings punishable by death, I'm okay with vigilantism. I, I know that that's... Well, a, we've always been okay with that. <laughs> I know. I'm just standing for oh. anyone who's new here. Oh. I'm just letting you know, I know that... It, and listen, I get. I understand we can have a philosophical, ethical, this, the, the karma, the circle, the whatever, what goes around comes around. If I watch something happen to my parent or somebody I loved, I can assure you that person will die. So do with
3: that what you want we have all sat here year- i was just gonna say is your so there's that gonna be that finally gay people will let bachelorette parties back into their clubs because now <laughs> mass shooters go in there and basically all straight people get killed i know that's
1: what was weird about this shooting <laughs> is that is gonna that, be the so there's that? that no okay no <laughs> i you know hey, what? abby
3: hey, you might want to start letting you know bachelorette what? parties back in <laughs> Because turns out, sweetie, when the it's mass- straight people yeah. that are getting killed <laughs> when the mass shooters come in, it's, it's all straight people yeah. getting killed.
1: Well, I'll tell you this, and here here's a disclosure: um,
3: I'm not bothered by that. What? Oh, the, oh I'm not bothered by it. Either. I don't I think care. It's, well, I, I think, think it's, it's of course I'm a fucking woman. I think it's dicky that they don't want bachelor parties in there. You, I think it's rude as fuck.
1: Yeah, I think I don't understand why we would be discriminatory. Oh, I think it's so
3: rude, But Johnny place- knows, Johnny. You want to do so a? That- <laughs> do you want to do
1: a gay guys and their feelings <laughs> on why the bachelorette parties are annoying? I understand why. You know, I get why they're annoying. But you know what? Oh, anno- gay people are annoying too. <laughs> so I don't care, and we're all annoying. Uh, men are annoying <laughs> it, across the board women are annoying bachelorette parties are annoying bachelor parties are annoying everyone's fucking annoying you get a group of people who are drunk and they want to go and listen the thing is for me and I understand why Johnny doesn't like bachelorette parties and, the, and it's valid and it's not wrong I don't like seeing my, you at Starbucks but my opinion is this when it's a group the re- the reason that women are going to gay clubs is because they're not fucking getting all raped in there That's why they're there. They're there because they can go and they can flirt and they can have fun and they can fucking get drunk and they're not worried that somebody's gonna fucking roofie them or fucking a bunch of vultures are gonna come up and be like, what are you guys doing? Fuck off! (laughs) (sighs) So... No one's right. No one's wrong. Everyone's annoying. Everyone's fucking annoying. That's right. No okay? one's right. No
3: one's wrong. You're and in this situation, fucking
1: everyone's pops. fucking annoying. But I get why they want to be there because they just want to fucking have fun and not have a bunch of fucking guys up in their shit. but Well,
3: fine. I am glad that that's not your, so there's that. Mama. I didn't even think of that. Because <laughs> it was probably my, so there's that. Mm. Hey, right. bachelorette parties are loud back in gay clubs. Woo! So there's that. <laughs> I mean. Are there even gay clubs anymore? I mean, that's the thing. Well, the it's Abbey like, is specifically gays. I mean, they're they obviously, let not really. people in there. Yeah, the, but they get a super annoyed in Palm Springs. They get really annoyed. That you know when the thing really is that, I know. Converge. And and
1: listen, I understand they're especially for for. First of all, the lesbian clubs are all gone. So cry me a river, yeah. and there's no place for just all women to go at all, at all. So I'm right. not really gonna go cry about it. Now on the on, on the other hand. You know, we're talking about back in the day you had to go to a gay club if you wanted to be around gay people. Straight people didn't go in there. They were afraid. Fucking God forbid a straight man walks into a gay club and anyone hits on him because he knows how <laughs> he hits on people and that's why he doesn't like it. So now we're in here and they can't stand it and whatever. And so things have been, you know, we're we're all everywhere now. Yeah. Everyone, so the gay club is, I think that a gay club now is more of a,
3: I mean, honestly, it's
1: more of a, this place is a meeting place well it's not (laughs) just a meeting place but it's like it's just fun the ramrod the way we knew it in the 80s and the 90s doesn't exist you're not going to the fucking club you're not or you are i mean you can still get your dick sucked in the back of the abbey i guess but it's not the same as it was it just is not the same as it
3: was yeah well none of it is not at those ones and anyway the real message here is that bachelorette parties are fucking annoying. We don't want to see your fucking that's little true. fucking veil. We don't want to see no. your fucking shirt. Like Mrs. The, yeah, we Married. We don't want to see any of it. No, you're fucking annoying Nobody as fuck. Nobody wants to see any of it. Like I'm drinking liquor out of a dick straw. Yeah, why don't you go snort a fucking line of coke off a fucking <laughs> hooker's dick and growl the fuck up. Stop sucking a dick, lollipop, and go do drugs and get raped in a fucking. Wake up in a hole on the side of the freeway with all of your bridesmaids next to you, and do a high five and go to your wedding. That's what it's about. Grow the fuck up. That's the message.
1: So there's that. <laughs> now I uh we went off on a tangent here, which I loved, <laughs> but the reason I'm bringing up the shooting is this. So not only um are bachelorette parties allowed back in gay clubs, <laughs> bachelorette parties are annoying. Women are annoying. Men are annoying. Gay people are annoying. Straight people are annoying. All people are annoying. Everyone's annoying. So fine. There's one person today who's not annoying. annoying. Okay? Okay? There's one person today who is not annoying. He's a hero. He is our new favorite person for today next to Nancy Pelosi. And he deserves
3: and you know, the medal of
1: freedom, the from, medal of honor, he's the from, medal of metal he's from California. He's from California. We finally, 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 after all of these shootings, got to hear a story of someone who stood up to one of these incel pieces of shit, not the, and he didn't die. And the thing is the teachers, they, they, they put their bodies in front of these kids and they get shot and they, they, they're 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 protecting other people. This guy, this was let's roll. This was fucking we're not going. Some bitches have to, to die. Some bitches have to die. He so, owns a brewery. Oh, God, I love him so much. He's not a teacher. So it's great. Basically, the shooter he goes into Club Q in Colorado Springs and he fucking opens fire and he's shooting everything in sight, whatever. So now what we learned is that there's a drag show. There was a drag show going on at the time. And the 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 clientele, for whatever reason, was yeah, it was a lot of straight people. So, and one of them was this guy who was there with his wife, his daughter, and his daughter's boyfriend,
3: and a bunch of his friends, his and a bunch different. of his
1: friends and his family. So his name is Richard Fierro, and Richard Fierro is a veteran, and he s- saw what was going on. He basically like made sure like he was like 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 moving tables over and doing whatever and then he saw the fucking guy walk past them and he saw that he was wearing that tactical vest but it had a it had a handle on the back of it and the way he describes it is basically he then runs up to him grabs the handle pulls the guy down and starts beating the shit out of him now I'll, I'm going to play a video of an interview that this guy did because this I want you to hear him and this is all about how he describes it and what he said and whatever but I just want to say that for me and I do think for a lot of people look watching him and talking to him and and why he's so necessary and important and he's the so there's that is because he is gave us the we all have this feeling like what would we do and how would we take someone out and how are we going to do it and is it possible and he made it possible he made it possible he gave us oh he's
3: like the first monkey that thing where yeah you know or that the whole thing of like you're they're all in a room you can't do the crossword you take one person out you show them the answers they walk in they fill the crossword out everyone does a crossword or in the thing with the monkey it was like the study where you teach one monkey and just because the monkey knows how to do it and they they see the monkey, it's like once they someone does it, everyone will do it now. Even 9-11.
1: Yeah. Well, that was that the thing. That monkey could
3: have been on the fucking place at right.
1: 9-11. And that's the thing about that's why Let's Roll. That's why Let's Roll is so important. And then look what happened on the train. There was that whole thing that happened on the train with those guys. And they now they took down the, the hijackers on yep. the train and in France or whatever. And then they became heroes. It's like we needed to feel that we could. And that's what Nancy Pelosi gives us, too. It's the same fucking feeling, but this guy is giving us the, but this is in fear. So this is in f- terror and fear and you're, you w- don't want to get hurt and you,
0: and this I just person say, is scary. And, and I know
3: you're going to say, but I just going to say it anyway. At the point when the guy walks in, he has a semi-automatic mm-hmm. type of fucking gun. And he's gun. big. He's a big, dumb idiot. He's already, when they say, and that, and this is an important note for me personally, They'll always say five people died and there's 13 people injured. That's what happened in this shooting, according to this guy Richard Fierro, his his very best friend. His whole life was in town. They were there celebrating a birthday. His Uh best friend's wife was there. The woman was shot to the point where like her arm is is like off, like shot off. Uh And when we're talking about when they say injured, I always, I'm just speaking for myself. I just always like, yeah, oh, okay, well, whatever. I never think of someone like I remember. I remember in the um, fucking Marjorie Haber. Uh-huh. Sw- and the Maggie Haberman Stoneman <laughs> right. Pearlman School. Right. Mm-hmm. I remember that one guy that got in the front of the door. He was like this kid, this high school kid that got in front of the door, and he didn't die, but he was so mm. shot to, like, death, and he was, like, in a coma, and he might have died. Uh-huh in the hospital I can't remember that's tragic like why don't you find yeah. out if the guy died or not but he was he was shot to you know what I mean he was so and he was protecting them he was right. like a kid it's like I feel like saying 13 injured it doesn't really describe the fact that you went into to watch a drag show and now you fucking um, don't have your arm don't have an arm anymore right and that you know and he's over there and his daughter's boyfriend was already dead yeah. so by the time he grabs the handle on the guy's thing and he does this whole thing He'd killed five people. Yeah, there's five people dead and then there's 13 more people who look like they will die because their whole bodies are shot uh, practically off and they're fucking like practically decapitated and blood is everywhere and it's like a fucking bloodbath and he's now slipping and sliding in blood on the floor of people that he knows and his daughter's fucking, you know, boyfriend of five years or whatever is dead and it's like injured just doesn't really cover (sighs) it and it's, and also... Fucking a bunch of dickwads fucking holding up a plane with a fucking box cutter <laughs> sounds fucking ridiculous at this point. Right. You're not gonna fucking scare anyone with a box cutter, you piece of shit.
1: And I do want to say that we have all sat year after year and watched the shootings unfold. Republicans will never do anything about it. They will continue to use the stale, tired narrative that their base seems to lap up as if they were in a loads porn, that the Democrats are trying to take away their guns and their Second Amendment rights, which is the right to bear arms. And when the Second Amendment was written, they were referring to muskets, not (laughs) semi-automatic motherfucking rifles that blow people's arms off. There is no animal, there is no human being in the non-military world that needs that shit. If you want to whine about hunting and you're a hunter, first of all, kill yourself immediately. And then second, (laughs) kill yourself. Because, you know, you know who was out hunting the night that was uh, at fucking Channel Q was that fat incel piece of shit. That was him hunting.
3: Channel Q. So... Why is everything with Q got to be so I don't fucking know. tragic? I don't know. It's just got to be know. so tragic. Like, fuck just off. Just why does it always need to be gay stuff is with a Q? It's I just- don't know. It reminds <laughs>
1: me of when I first did stand-up, and it was like, I'm doing rainbow Q comedy. <laughs> yeah. It's Q comedy night. It's rainbow Q comedy. All right, well, whatever. Let's
3: just, for, for, for the, now and for the foreseeable future, and I'm sorry for anyone with a business that includes the name Q, let's just all avoid things with Q. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. If the drag yeah. show's at fucking Q corner, let's just skip it. Let's just skip it. Okay? That's just what we're gonna do. That could have been any of us. I said it 50 times when we it were watching. It could have been any of us. I can't fucking yeah. believe yeah. that a drag queen took off her heel and, and punched yeah. stabbed the guy. And yeah. I'm just like, do you have any fucking irate drag queens? We I mean, I I just it's it's I don't ever let this stuff feel close to home, and it still doesn't because I I'm an empath that feels that's dead inside and feels nothing, and I just think we're all gonna fuck around and find out because it's gonna come right to our fucking doorstep. Yeah. And the only thing I can think is I'd rather it be us at a drag show than these little all of our babies at their school yeah. because it's at every school yeah. and at, it's like it's it's And this just shows you what cowards they are. They're just such fucking
1: just these incels you're just you're such a coward that you can't even ask a girl on a date that's how lame you are lame what a loser you are i know it's hard we all know it's hard but we (laughs) all do it like you just lit or you're gay or whatever you are like what kind of loser are you that you can't even go outside to just fucking you know how many nerd groups there are that you could go to go to the fucking comic-con go to monster palooza you'll meet someone do you understand what i'm saying of course like i just don't understand it and i go i mean there gets a point where they're mentally completely fucking bad seeds or sociopaths or whatever but like some of these guys are just straight up fucking losers it's
3: all there. they're L- just
1: losers but not Richard Fierro. Nope. He can get it anytime. He can get it.
3: Let's avoid the cues.
1: Major Fierro, so take us back to when the gunman first entered the club. What happened? Because your quote of the New York Times is saying you went into combat mode. What instincts kicked in from your tours in Iraq and Afghanistan? Uh,
5: listen, I, I, first of all, I, I just want to say this is, this is in no way about me. Um, my daughter is grieving the, the loss of her boyfriend um, he was in our lives for six years. Raymond uh, was a great young man. He's
3: already better than he, he the newscaster. He's way to
5: do some amazing <laughs> yeah. things. Um, and oh, for me right now, it's, it's about healing. I have two friends still in the hospital that were shot. My <clears throat> best friends here in the spring. My whole Colorado Springs family was there. Um, and so what I, I think I was doing was protecting my family, which is what I do. Um, and sometimes to a fault. And I do things because, I, you know, I, I'm fight or flight. I think I, I tend to go fight a lot more. And it's not... It's, I don't know if it's good or not. It doesn't matter. Um, it's good. Way, um, it's good. I, his I went to the ground. As, yeah, as right. soon as I heard the, the rounds, I dove down. I pushed people over my b- friend. It vibrating could, his phone and like, you look good. Oh, yeah. Out. His phone <laughs> is go- blowing um, up. I put my back against the... I tried just... to stand up, and I fell. And then I fell against a... Uh, it's like a bench seating. And I... You fight. Uh, and I, uh, I... At that point, I saw the shooter. I had no idea what was going on. But apparently, I saw him Go, going to the a patio area because I saw a lot of people in the window. Or it may not even have been a window left, but I saw a lot of people, and this guy was there, and I saw the ACU pattern uh, flag fest. And for me, that was like, there's a handle. I'm getting it. So I ran across the room, grabbed the handle, pulled him down, and then started to – uh, he dude, well, a guy with, with a good gun, with a fucking semi-automatic rifle. He shot a hole that in the tried wall to jump in there with me, that he thought was a window. Um, he he, we both either pulled him down or whatever, but he ended up at his head, uh, and right next to the AR. And then with the AR, he we I told him push the AR, get the AR away from him. The kid pushed the AR, fucking I, dumb, I, I don't know piece of shit. Mm. Um, and then. I, I proceeded to take his other weapon, the pistol, and then just start hitting him where I could, but the armor's in the way. It's pistol whipping him, and yeah. I just started. I found a crease in his between his, his armor and his head, and I just started wailing away Ugh, uh, with his I gun. I am so. Um, and then I told off. the kid in front of me, <laughs> Kick, him, keep kicking him, and we were. I was. Yeah, I was guiding people, I was telling people, call nine one one. Call nine one one. I brought him down. I. I <laughs> I was in mode. I was I was doing what I did. I do downrange, you know. I train. I trained for this. I don't want to ever do this. I, I didn't even retire because I was just I was done doing this stuff. It was too much, and uh, so I, I I'm, you know, it came in handy. And mm-hmm. and I got to protect my my kid. I lost my kid's boyfriend. I tried. I tried to have everybody feel so guilty I that I still feel he so bad. Oh, I can't. know. Five <laughs> people. oh
0: no.
5: There's five people that didn't come home. Oh. And this This guy, I told him while I was eating him, I said, I'm going to kill you, man, because you tried to kill my friends. Mm. My family was in there. Mm. I wonder why he didn't kill me. My him. little girl was in there with her.
1: We are so sorry.
3: Mama, pause it. This fucking idiot. You, <laughs> you guys have to know it's so fucking sad. It's so beyond. And then it's CNN and this fucking clown. And CNN puts up this quote Just like why? he's a fucking madman. And they put F. And then all these stars. It goes. Like, I
1: told him while I was hitting him. I said, "I'm going to F star 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 kill you, man, because you tried to kill my friends." Like, and then this guy, for whatever reason, the audio triples, and he's like, "I'm really sorry. <laughs> We're really sorry." it's just uh, so loss of we're dumb. just laughing
3: through the tears it's all, yeah. all you can do we like so you're gonna put on the fucking <laughs> covering in there. chiron uh, and i can't fucking kill you man Ugh.
1: even with your training your training was for war zones you trained to do that in combat you know
4: not
3: and you can't for even really remember like you know yeah yeah but it, it yeah. lives
5: in you if you actually do this stuff it's in you. I I, 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 so I was proud to be a soldier. Yeah. I don't I don't like these guys running around here doing GI Joe stuff, and, and they're not. I'm not <laughs> exactly. a GI Joe. I'm just a normal guy, man. I am protecting my family, and I reached up and I and I, and I and I did what I had to do. And, and and honestly, I don't I don't care about myself when in that moment. I cared about uh, everybody. You wish that, that everyone in the
1: military was like and that. And I cared especially <laughs> about
5: my family. As soon as I got done with that guy and the cop came in, I went across the room and started first aid with my with my friend. This part who was shot in the in the chest and the legs and the arms. And I told her, Joanne, stay with me. Look me in the eye. Stay with me. And I moved her head so she wouldn't see her arm because he was shot. Fucking horrific. And Tip was right there. Her husband was reaching for her, so I put her hand in his hand. So that they could be together. I didn't know if they were going
3: to make it. Oh my God. He chip That's what we call nacho. This,
5: this, this guy, man. This whole thing was a lot. My daughter and wife should have never experienced combat in Colorado Springs. And everybody in that building experienced combat that night. Not to their own accord, but because they were forced to. And I told my daughter, for me downrange, it was always, hey, get in the next patrol. Get in the next patrol and you're done. They get over it. Get in the next patrol. They don't have that option. Nobody in that building has the option to get on the next patrol. They gotta live with this now to whatever the. It's a lot for any human, man. This kid that was helping me was kicking another human in the head. This part. And I told him to do it.
3: He feels guilty
5: I don't, I don't know for telling the guy you to know, kick I, I, the guy yeah. in the head yeah. but there, there was but a, he has to live a with a that. Yep. Uh, one of the, uh, the performers was walking by when the kid was getting tired of kicking and she that she helped and kicked him with the, the high heels that she had on and then ran because mm. she's probably scared. I don't know what's going on in there. I was trying to get people to call the police and that was it. I, I told the mayor, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a hero. I'm just a guy that wanted to protect his kids and his wife, and I still didn't get to protect her
1: boyfriend. Mm. Ugh, it's so sad, but we wanted to play that whole testimony for you, and for to even to hear it again, because I do think it's important, and I do think he's a hero, and I do think he's he is the embodiment of not just, you know, him as a military guy, and a husband, and a, and a father, and a friend, and all that stuff. He poked a hole in something that you know it's like a popping a balloon a little hole in a balloon and letting a little air out of it because of all the shootings and these guys always either end up killing themselves or getting killed or whatever and he and though people were shot he got up he took him down and he beat the shit out of him and other people got to fucking get in on it too and we want to do that we do we do we want that. now we know we can and now we know we can so there's that that's it for this episode of dumb gay
3: politics thank you guys for listening to this podcast week after week we know we've been super negative and lazy lately (laughs) we truly are so grateful for all 14 of you we don't want you to leave we don't want you to take a mass flight we don't want you to stop listening even though we suck we really appreciate you being here even if you don't sign up for our patreon podcast (laughs)
1: But but please sign up for our Patreon podcast. Go to julianbrandy.com. It's only a dollar for a whole extra hour podcast per week. Or you can pay $2 and get two bonus podcasts per week. And our Patreon podcast is completely different than this one. There's no ads, there's no politics at all, ever. It's just fun, random stories and deep dives and songs and bullshit and the Isla Penguita.
3: And we've been doing our Patreon podcast since 2017. So once you sign up, you'll get hundreds of podcasts to listen to instantly. And they are timeless classics such as Trunkies, which we are currently offering as our free episode. Just go to the link in the description of this podcast, and when you listen to it, you won't even know what year it's from. You can't tell. You no. can't tell what are the shit's from. No. The only dated ones are the ones from 2020, and then you can just look back on those fondly. It doesn't matter if it's fucking dated. How dare someone say it was dated? That was fucking annoying. <laughs> Anything before that and after that, they're just they're just living you can't tell because we don't ever grow or evolve or do anything (laughs) like this I have to say I don't know am I I'm I'm hormonal I'm I think I'm hormonal I am really like moved and upset by all of these things yeah well that's good that's good are you moved and upset I am moved and upset yes
1: And like we mentioned at the beginning, we're about to go to Antarctica for two weeks, and although we're not going to do this regular weed podcast from there, we're definitely doing our Patreon podcast from there. So now is the time to sign up if you have not yet.
3: Yes, just sign up for December and then cancel before the first of the year if you don't like it. We understand the trials and tribulations of living month to month. We have many rich, sexy benefactors like Devin Vrana and Julie Lang. And the entirety of the Herd McKinney uh-huh. and Donna, Donna, they spoil us and overpay us so that people who make less can subscribe to the lowest tier and then cancel their shit at will. <laughs> That's We want you to do that. Uh-huh. We want you to be in our group, be in our family. We want it. We get it. And, and I really do believe that those people pay more so that other people can just pay the bottom of the barrel. And (laughs) if
1: you're already on our Patreon podcast, we fucking love you. And thank you to all of our 14 listeners who left us reviews on Apple Podcasts. We wanted to get to 2300 by 2023, and we're currently at 2305. So we're officially going to stop bugging you guys about leaving a review until this time next year, when we're thirsting to get 2400 reviews.
3: Yeah, because I'm sure in 12 months, we will not even get 70. (sighs) Five more, 95 <laughs> more reviews, whatever that is. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly, it's been gay and it's been dumb. And thankful for Nance Pelos. And thankful. And oh, Richard thankful. Fierro. And for you, and my for love. You. Oh, my love. <laughs> I love you, my love. I'm so thankful for you. I love you, my man. I love you too.
2: How'd you do, I? See you've met, my... I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme maybe play you a sign. You look black, like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal. We could take in an old Steve Reeves move in. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem alright. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. (laughs) Why don't you stay for the night? Or maybe a bite? So I'll remove the cause. (laughs) But not the symptom.